Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about the black community. We're going to talk about gaps, right? We're going to talk about the ratio wealth gap between white America and black America, right? The backdrop for this conversation, I'm going to read an Instagram post. It was put up by Lecrae. He's an artist. And he posted a, in my estimate, a thought-provoking post, right? And the post reads as follows. And it says, what if Christians who want to reduce the number of abortions support funding health care for women? Dealt with systematic racism that creates poverty for women of color and addresses the income gap between white people and people of color. Now, very good post. And the part that stood out to me the most is me, you know, working my way from the end, going back to the top, is the portion in the statement that says, address the income gap between white people and people of color and dealing with systematic racism that creates poverty for women of color. Now, what is the systematic racism that creates poverty for women of color? Hmm. What is that? And how do we address the income gap between white people and people of color? Okay, now, I'm going to pull a graph up. It got some numbers on it, but I want to say this first. In the United States of America, there is privilege, right? There's definitely privilege. There's white privilege and... To some extent, me as a black American man, I never harp on white privilege, right? I have a platform. I appreciate you guys. Many of you guys come to the platform. You hang out with me. Leave great comments, right? We converse back and forth through the comments. It's cool. It's a good thing. I never call out white privilege, hardly ever. I never even bring it up. And the reason I don't bring it up is out of my own selfishness, because in my own selfishness, not only do United States push white privilege, right? It's a reality. This country also produces male privilege. And me being a black American male, I take advantage of the male privilege. I know it is there. I can't act like it's not there. It's there. And there's several. And I'm just being lenient, you know, when I say several. But there's several opportunities that I was able to acquire and obtain just because I was a male. That's it. Nothing fancy. Wasn't the smartest guy in the room. Wasn't the most articulate person in the room. I kind of showed up. And... The guy that was sitting in the seat, seeing I was a male and he was a male and we had an offshoot conversation and then boom, whatever opportunity I was seeking, I was able to get. It just kind of happened like that. And to some extent, I know that there's a lot of women more qualified than me. Now, if I know that that's my reality, if I know this, I can't then turn around and say, Why does Johnny get to use his white privilege? (laughs) 
Because <laughs> it's just, I'm not the type of guy. Okay, Johnny got his privilege. He got to use it. And once he use it, cool, he can get on out the way. And then after that, I'm seeking for my privilege. So in all transparency, what I'm saying when I say that is there is some systematic racism that deals with poverty and could create poverty in women of color. I agree with that because there's some opportunities that they qualify for they won't get. And then there's some pay that they do for jobs that they may not get that's going to be given to me. So this is, you know, this post is a very powerful post. I'm like, okay, it's some reality to that, right? There's some meat to that that you can put your teeth into. There's another portion at the very end that says the income gap between white people and people of color. The income gap. So let's go to a graph and let's have a conversation about the income gap. In America's racial wealth divide, we got three ethnicities down here. We got the white, we got Hispanic, and we got black. And we see that the whites are at the top. Now, just for a little clarity, when you see Hispanics, right, the general definition for Hispanic that I use is Spanish-speaking people from the wilderness of North America. That's Hispanic. There's another term called Latino. And to my understanding, Latino is a Spanish-speaking person from Central America, South America, and the islands. That's all that really means, right? So when I hear Hispanic, I'm talking about anybody that speaks Spanish that lives and resides in North America, and they're from North America, right? Okay, cool. Whites, the family... The money, 141000 Then you got the Hispanics, 13007 Then you have the blacks, 11000 Now, there's a couple of groups that's left off this graph. It's not very detailed, but there's a couple other groups left off this graph. And East Indian is the group left off the graph. And the amount of money that they are worth is jaw-dropping. Right, kind of put you in the mind of Kamala Harris, and then you have Nigerians is not on this graph, and the amount of money of bread that they're worth, it's not not really jaw dropping because if you ever had any experience with Nigerians, one day I'm gonna tell my story, right, my story about me going overseas and hanging out with the Nigerians, but it's not a big secret that they're wealthy and they're smart and they're rich when they come to this country because they have a different um the standard that they hold each other to is we don't do that they hold each other to a very high standard i've seen it firsthand i went overseas and i seen it <laughs> it's different right okay so they're worth a real bag in america so when we look at this term blanks it's not really detailed about what black is. So I often say on this platform, like, yo, listen, black Americans that descended under plantation or ADOS black Americans or foundational black Americans or native blacks, there's something about us. We need a different term to describe our people, because if you like myself, which is a descendant of the plantation, I feel like it'd be good for us to have a different name 
a different title that kind of isolates us and separates us as a protected class like the American Indians have. Because we've been here so long, what typically happens is that if somebody just come right over from Haiti or Cuba or Belize or Honduras or somebody on the island somewhere, and they hang out a generation or two, they're called black like everybody else is called black. But their legacy and lineage is, is little, it's a little different, though, right? So when we see blacks, I don't really know what kind of blacks is this. Is it just homegrown blacks like myself or is they just put us all in one pot like gumbo because so I think you see where I'm going. But I, I will speak to this, though. The 11,000. The Hispanics. Wealth has went up. And if you've been watching their wealth go up every year, it's always going up. But the blacks, our wealth is staying constant. It don't even go up sometimes. Sometimes it actually go down. And here's the thing about the racial wealth divide with black Americans are concerned. We faced slavery, right? 1776, all the way up to the Emancipation Proclamation. Notice I said 1776, not 1619. That's that hustle that Antonio Moore running you guys, right, for the ADOS movement. No, this... There was no such thing as United States in 1619. So if you want to count slavery, you got to start at 1776 and then work your way to the Emancipation Proclamation. And then you got a number because if your family was on a plantation before 1776, it was a British plantation or it was a Spanish plantation or it was a French plantation. It wasn't a plantation in United States of America. Right. Different story for a different day. We may have to talk about that in detail, but no. So you got 1776 to Emancipation Proclamation, right? Abe Lincoln freeing the slaves. And then you got the sharecropping era, black codes. And then you have Jim Crow, which came all the way up to the 60s. And could have lingered on to mid-70s, Jim Crow I'm talking about. So we understand that the wealth gap was indeed systematic. But you got from 1980 to now. Now, when we talk about systematic racism, theoretically now, it was worse than 75 to 100 years ago than it is now. But the problem with that is when you go 75 years ago, you start going into Big Mama's business and granddaddy great-granddaddy's business right you start to see that they had money and they owned homes and then you come up to today black americans don't own homes to the same tune and you try to figure out well how was it more systematic racism back then and we own more and had more money then and we don't have it that way now and this is something that lecrae and people like myself, another black American man is going to have to come out and have this conversation about. In the last 30 years, the white racial wealth gap have been increased because black American men are increasing the wealth gap by producing children out of wedlock 
to an astronomical number. So, which means that we can't put anything else on systematic racism. Last 30 years, if you're poor, it's because your father produced you and aided you to come into a world handing you poverty. That's why you're poor. And that's the only poor population that's living in the last 30 years. And that's on us. That is on us. I'll say it again. In the last 30 years, the only system that has been causing the racial wealth gap widening between black Americans and white Americans is black American males. Because the baby mama syndrome creates poverty. It doesn't create wealth. You add on to everything in the baby mama society. I'll give you an example. If Ray Ray have two kids and he got two different baby mothers or three kids with three different baby mothers. This is underneath the idea that Ray Ray is an adult. So that means he have to have a place to stay and both of his baby mamas have to have a place to stay. So now right off the back, we have three rental payments right off the back, which also comes with three water bills, what comes with three utility bills. If you like entertainment, it comes with three cable bills, which comes with three different cars. We have three different car notes, which have three different sets of insurance, which also include the kids. So to make a long story short, we're tripling up on all our bills. We're doubling up and tripling it up because everybody's independent. Everybody has to own. This is how we're falling more and more into poverty. On the other hand, Nigerians have figured it out because, see, listen, when you come to the United States, see, it's only two races, really. It's white and then it's non-white. So there's a lot of systematic racial things in place to keep groups out of certain amount of wealth. But the reason why these groups can keep their wealth is because they have spouses and they believe in marriage and black Americans don't. So we're handing poverty off to our children. And the East Indians are not. The Arabs are not. The Asians that come from Korea and China that live in this country, they are not. They believe in having a spouse. You don't. So we are increasing the wealth gap with the baby mama syndrome. That's on us. And this can be proven from 1980 all the way up to now. That's it. Will Smith is not producing no broke children. Denzel Washington is not producing no broke children. Bob Johnson is not producing any poor children. Ice Cube is not producing any poor children. Not only are these guys entertainers, they're married. So that money is not being split up all over the place. What we're used to seeing in the neighborhood is brothers like Future. And I'm just using the brother. I'm not saying no brother down. We're not on no soapbox. We're just talking reality. We're having a conversation. Future is a name that everybody knows. But I got a future in my family. You may have a future in your family. This is real black life. Well, on futures, um, what works in futures favor is that he can produce enough wealth to support his family and his baby moms. 
But that wealth would be magnified if everything went underneath one household. Because in the United States of America, to avoid poverty, you need two things. You need a high school diploma and a spouse. That's it. That would guarantee that you would stay out of poverty. But our youth are not taught that. So being that we have a community of 70% of single parent households, that means black American men must be re-educated on sexual education because we don't get it. We're not getting something right. We're not trying to, we don't, we, we can't have a thorough understanding of how sex work. If we have so many children out of wedlock, we don't understand how it works and we don't see the financial ramifications of these actions. That's what's increasing the wealth gap. We can't blame everything on the so-called white man. It's not going to work. The only way that we can narrow that racial wealth gap, because it's always going to be there. This country is ran and controlled by so-called white American men and white American women. It is what it is. So the only way we can make life better for us, if we teach our sons and our nephews, the importance of getting a wife before they have children. That's going to keep our babies out of poverty. We got to really, really preach that value to our families. That's it. This got to go to the nephews. It got to go to our uncles in some instances. He's older. He's not getting it, but he got to get it. This got to go to our sons. It got to go to our stepsons. We have to encourage the amount of spouses in our race. That's going to be the only thing that's going to help us build wealth. Dig this, right? Can you imagine how difficult it's going to be for a black American man with two kids by two different women to go into his own business now? To go into his own business is going to be difficult. It could be done. We see it all the time. It's going to be difficult, though. He got to pay his rent. He got to send resources from his home to his children's mother's home. And then he had to have additional resources to take care of the business. See, so right off the back, that money is already split four ways. You're on your way to poverty. If you have three baby mothers... Now the money is spent five ways. You got to take care of yourself. Resources going to three different homes. And then you got to take care of your business. See, that's poverty. While the East Indian on the corner, he don't have to do that. He got that corner store. He got those three kids. All of his three children is by his one wife. And then something happened to him. He leaves the business to the three kids. And then after they build enough wealth out of that one business, they all branch out on their own, and then they continue to do the same thing over and over again. This baby mama culture is destroying black America. It's destroying us, man. It is literally destroying us. It's taking our wealth, and black American men must be re-educated on sexual education because if we don't, we're going to baby our way out of existence in the United States of America, if that makes sense.
Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. Real Black Content is Forum Podcast. Big VJ, man. Get it with you guys later. Peace. <laughs>